0: Ladies and gentlemen, from the MGM Grand Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada, welcome to the
1: Jackson Family Honors.
0: Everybody out there in podcast land, I am user 1.5 and welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We are the EST of Michael Jackson Podcast, the realest, the ills, the baddest, the blackest. Submit it respectfully. Listen, I am here today with user one, user one, how you doing? I of course am user one. I'm glad to be in the service one more time. Because it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful summer here in the grand state of North Carolina, in the United States of America. And I'm so excited to continue to be doing this podcast and sharing this content with Michael fans all over the world. What's up, y'all? How you doing? How you living? What's getting your hood? All of that in between. Here we go. All of that in between. And another one. And here's another one. Yeah. You know what? Listen. It's summertime we outside it's hot but you know what we still outside we still outside because we have the pandemic took two years yeah three if y'all really don't understand really think about it your life changed in a way it has never changed drastically and dramatically please go live we had to sit we were forced to be inside for our own health and safety Mm -hmm. so y'all need to be inside though that's true but this summer if you can get out please go do some things that you didn't get to do go enjoy yourself see family see friends make some new friends and family like really do you this summer and when we get to fall do you again and when we get to winter do you again like Mm -hmm. live your life live your best life Mm -hmm. because we had a couple of years here where y'all were scared to breathe outside yeah Remember how y'all was acting? Remember how y'all—it wasn't just masks. Y'all was putting on weird stuff to go out, <laughs> like it was supposed to protect you, <laughs> and it wasn't. They were Halloween. You mask. know what I'm saying? It, <laughs> y'all got on the monkey mask. Like why? Why? It was a mask. No, <laughs> that's it. So the point being this, we really hope. That you guys are not only enjoying the Black Jackson Estate podcast in your spare time and while you're on lunch, while you're at work. We, we get so many messages. People are telling us, well, I'm listening to you while I'm at work. You're helping my, I'm laughing out loud at work. I'm doing this. We're so glad we can do that for you. But we also hope you put our podcast down. You put every podcast down. You put your phone down and you go enjoy yourself. Do something you can't post online or shouldn't post mm. online. And if you shouldn't, please don't. And enjoy yourself we want to see some summer picks, yeah, appropriate ones. Appropriate ones, please. Yeah, please. No fanfic picks. Don't need that. Uh, I like the fanfics. Okay, yeah, it's of my Of course thing. you do. It's, it's my your, thing. It is. It's my it thing. is. It is. So, guys, if this is your first time checking out the Black Jackson Estate podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to support our podcast and to listen in. We love to hear back from folks that are listening to the pod. We love to have folks on the pod who are listening to the pod when we can and where we can because we're Michael Jackson fans ourselves. So we love meeting other fans. If you're enjoying the Black Jackson Estate podcast, we want you to do something for us. We want you to go and donate to support this podcast. This podcast is run by the people. It is a people powered podcast. Without your support, we don't get the bills paid. And we got bills over here. It's the cost of doing business, it's the cost of running the show. If you want to give on PayPal, go to www.paypal.me backslash Black Jack Estate. You can also cash app us at dollar sign BLK Jack Estate. And again, we'll drop some links in the show notes. We appreciate every single donation and we give you a shout out. Donating to our podcast makes you a sponsor for the month. We're going to show you so much love. Thank you so much to all our prior sponsors. Thank you so much for the folks who are intending to sponsor. Thank you so much to everyone who is sustaining their donation to support our podcast by joining our Patreon community. Oh my goodness, if you're not a part of our of our Patreon community, if you're not a part of our Patreon community, stop right now and go join our Patreon. Look us up on Patreon, The Black Jackson Estate podcast. We've got so much content over there that is not available except for inside of Patreon. It's an exclusive community full of content that is curated specifically for that audience. If you want more Black Jackson Estate content, go there. Join the conversation. Join the community. um, And you're going to hear things. If you think it's raw over here, it's super raw over there. Simply because, you know, we try to keep it a little PG over here. We understand as kids listening sometimes. And we be telling people, listen. We're not for the children. Be careful if you're going yeah. to I mean, I know kids be listening sometimes and I'll just be like, be careful. It just depends on the episode. But anyway, join the Patreon community. We would love to see you over there. We appreciate all our Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much, Patreon fam, the OG Patreon fam. You know who you are. You know who you are. I don't got to say it. You know who you are. We appreciate you 100%. Could not do it without you. And of course, if we're ever in your city. And you know when we're moving around nine times out of ten. Matter of fact, we, there was some MJ fam in D.C. that we did not get to link with. We D.C. was a turn and burn for us, y'all. So, but if we're ever in your city for an extended period of time and we've got time, we want to hang out with you. We want to eat wherever it is that y'all eat. That you say is the best of the best, don't say it's Barbecue because we got that online. But if you do it, I know Texas is mad at that, but if, if you do it well, let us know. We want to hang out with you. We want to meet you. I-R-L. Thank you so much for supporting the Black Jackson Estate state podcast you can follow us on our social medias by going to twitter of course i'm running the tweets over at twitter twitter.com backslash blk jack estate using 1.5 and 3.5 and me sometimes are on the instagram go to www.instagram.com backslash blk jack estate Of course, if you want to find us in our individual capacity, do not look for me. You will not find me. Matter of fact, you can actually. If you go to Instagram and you look on our Instagram page, you will see the ads to every single user, their personal Insta. Now you can send a request, might not get accepted. However, go do so if you want. Uh, But if you're looking for user 1.5 on Twitter, she is at twitter.com backslash Reina Latoya. User 2 is also on Twitter backslash twitter.com backslash Ashley K. Blue, that's actually with a I, no cap, no cap. We love our little nugget. We miss her. Yes, we miss her. We little miss baby. user too. She's coming back soon. Do you love us? Do you hate us? Do you have some questions? Did we get something wrong? You know, we do. Uh, we do corrections and amplifications on this podcast because we're a wrong regular. quite often. Because sometimes I am only human, and I make mistakes. I'm a woman, <laughs> and I make mistakes. Y'all know we just make mistakes sometimes. Let us know. Do we get something wrong? Do we say somebody's name wrong? Do we pronounce the river? Wrong in Europe that I always pronounce wrong. Is it cans or canes, y'all? We don't know. Let us know. Send us an email at the at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And now to recap our last episode for June. So we've taken some time off here, use a 1.5. We had done the leading ladies in March. Yeah. April and May. Life, silence. Life happens. <laughs> And we love you guys. We really do. Now, Patreon was still bumping. Oh, yeah. But silence silence in the main episode. Sorry, guys. We we, And and it was just because, you know, of course, life, we do this and we, we... devote so much time and energy into this podcast because it is a passion project but it definitely takes our time and energy two of us are small business owners and if you own a small business shout out to you if you don't own a small business hopefully you are supporting small businesses in your local community it's a lot of hard work folks and so sometimes we just don't have the time user two, that's exactly why she's not um here because she has to put her energies into things that are higher priority. But this is so important to us to do. And we love doing this podcast. But if you see us go black, no pun intended. If you see us go, if you see the lights turn out over here, it's normally because life just happened. So we were really excited to come back and jump into something for June. Kind of gave us an opportunity to recap. We also released inside of June, a Juneteenth episode. So we actually released two things publicly. One was very much so Michael facing and the other was Michael facing... No, it was the tribute, the Tina tribute, and the Janet. You're right. June was not Michael facing. (laughs) June was the Queen's facing. It was all about Janet. All hell the queen. And Tina Turner. So we, we dropped that. So really June, we kind of stayed away from Michael in, in large part. But we also dropped an episode that was all about Juneteenth and honoring what that day means. That was a lot of fun to do. It was the first time we ever did it. If you've not listened to it, go back. Hopefully you, you enjoy it and you take something from it and you learn something. Or you just kind of hear our perspective. User 1.5. What did you think about the Juneteenth and the June episode? Of course, Tina Turner passing away was just a shockwave around the world and then of course celebrating Juneteenth um, emancipation freedom here in the United States for enslaved African and um, African Americans in Galveston, (laughs) Texas okay but anyway so we did those two episodes and we dropped them what was read some of the feedback we got we got a really really touching email from someone and and I want you to take an opportunity to talk about uh, June and also read that that email for the folks. Yeah, I mean, listen, we did we put down our Juneteenth thoughts, it was almost like a last minute thing. We just definitely wanted to do something for Juneteenth because it is not a it's not a holiday that has been a holiday for a very long time. And a lot of people don't know the significance of Juneteenth to people of African ancestry in the United States. And the reason we do what we do, guys, is because we are a teaching podcast. And we enjoy sharing our knowledge, but we also enjoy letting people know kind of what's going on over here on this side, too. And so we got an email after that episode dropped. And the email reads, thanks so much for your reflections on Juneteenth. As a white person, I had a very general idea of what it was. But hearing a couple of black perspectives was extremely insane. Informative and entertaining. So, you know what? I, that's why we do what we do because you don't know what you don't know. And so, I was really excited to do that episode and also the episode about our queens, about Tina Turner, which, like user one said, the shockwave around the world really hurt my heart. I love Tina Turner. I absolutely love Tina Turner. And so, but she lived a nice long life. She has earned her rest and so I'm just so happy that we were able to kind of put our reflections down but also give her the flowers that she 100% deserved on this side. And of course we went to see Queen Jan who has the highest grossing or had the highest grossing tour of her career in the together again tour. And I'm so happy that in a small way, we got to be a part of that. And to give you guys uh, reflections of the tour, especially our European listeners who have not had the opportunity to see Janet yet, because Janet hasn't gone to Europe, but I guess they're still holding. Listen, y'all, we got, y'all got to let us have something. I know y'all want her to come, but you know, we have so much turmoil and tumultuousness over here. You guys let us have something. (laughs) Janet gave us a tour. And, and 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 that's what we get, okay? Some of us have been very well-behaved. We have not been out Some here. of us. Some of us have not been trying to take away a woman's right to choose and have not been trying to dismantle, um, you know, efforts at creating a more inclusive <laughs> and equitable society. Some of us have not been busy with the yeah. devil's work. And we deserve yeah. a little tour. Yeah. A show. We deserve a Something show. Something to do. Some of us have not been trying to scrape the student loan forgiveness. Oh. oh. Some of us have not been doing cocaine in the White House. Oh, no. Okay. Move on. I'm going to move on. Move on. Some of us have just been minding our goddamn business. That's what we've been doing. And, yeah. And Janet sees that. Janet Mother sees all. Mother sees all. So we got to enjoy a show. God damn it. (laughs) I also want to say this. Uh... Very nice comment um, on Juneteenth episode from, and justice for some, on Twitter, she said, "If you haven't already listened to this podcast, please consider doing so. The Black Jackson Estate is educating us all on Juneteenth. To understand Black history is to understand Michael's history, and that's a man on a man on a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on God. That's on God. Yeah. And so, thank you guys so much for." checking out we didn't know how that was going to go and we also didn't care we did it for for the culture we Absolutely. did it for, we did it for our ancestors yeah. we did it for the the reality that we have something to honor and to pay homage to because because our ancestors survived we are here today right that required someone surviving one of the worst periods of human history and the treatment of other human beings and we're so honored and proud to be young gifted and black yeah we're so proud we're yeah. so honored so thank you so much for checking out our juneteenth episode we hope you liked it we'll probably do another one again next year which again this really was on the fly we decided the date of to do it we decided on juneteenth to do it and so shout out of course shout out to everyone who checked out the tina turner uh Gina jackson episode tina turner was an icon, an icon, and now she, she is immortalized Queen. through her music. I mean, a beautiful uh, catalog of music and a voice that you just there's nothing. I think that Tina Turner and Michael had that thing in common. They have voices you can't duplicate. Right, you just can't get it from nowhere else. This is the, you get it from the source. Correct. You either get it from the source or you can't, or it don't but, happen. or it don't happen. Mm-hmm. There, um, Janet has a, a voice like that as well, you know, and and of course people can decide whether or not she has a more. She doesn't have a powerhouse voice. But no, she, has, she does not. She's not. She's not Whitney. She's not belting it no, out like she's that. Definitely not Whitney. But she's, she's not in but danger of that. She's. But she's got a very unique voice. She does, and and it is very, uh, specific to her. And, yes, and and those sorts of voices actually that is what brings them longevity. It's very difficult. I was listening to this podcast, and this speaking of voices, and this podcast was talking about AI, and on the podcast they had an AI simulation of Tom Hanks sounded just like him okay if you guys and i know you guys have have been hearing different ai stuff everybody's scared of it okay so (laughs) the robots are taking over this podcast (laughs) they were saying like I mean, it sounded like Tom Hanks, period. They're supposed to. Okay. And they were like, Oh yeah, we've been able to do Tom Hanks. We could do Joe Biden. We tried to do Snoop. It didn't really work. And I realized that black voice has such a cadence and such a mm-hmm. different rhythm that it's hard to like they were they were they were saying without saying it. They said we got Martha Stewart. We tried to get Snoop because we were like Martha and Stewart. They like road dogs. They they so cool. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get him, but it just did not sound good. There's just a uniqueness to some voices that you it's not easily Duplicated. it's not easily made again and michael definitely has it and and when i've heard the ai stuff of michael of course to a trained ear like mine of michael voice to y'all out here and listening land. <laughs> our trained ears you that real ain't him. fans yeah we for real for real we know that's not him but it doesn't even sound like him like it's just some voices no matter what you do you cannot have another tina turner is a voice you're not gonna get another. I'm jealous of everybody who got to see her live, just the same way I'm jealous of everybody who got to see Michael live. Yeah. I love you and I hate you all at the same time. Yeah. Tina Turner is a goat, absolutely, absolutely. And may she nam yo ho renge kyo rest. Yeah, she's earned it. Mm-hmm. And rest is not earned. Rest is necessary, but this in this case she she earned her her rest. eternal rest. She has absolutely, earned. absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So user one. I want to go back to Patreon very quickly before we move on and tell these guys what our episode of today is about because I'm really, really excited for today's episode. But I just want to go back and let you guys know that over on Patreon, we have a lot going on. I am so excited. My baby, my brainchild for the months of July and August is our summer reading series. And I just want to take five minutes, user one, to tell these guys about our summer reading series, we have a free seven-day trial on our Patreon for anybody who wants to come over and see what's happening over there. Did you say I sh- free? Free. I F- love free. Free 99. Don't y'all okay? love free? If somebody tell me I got a free trial, at the very least, I go inside. Do up the seven days. And uh, and then cancel it. Do but, the seven you know, days. I don't want to try to cancel ours, but I'm telling you what I normally do. But... <laughs> But don't do that. Don't do that over here, though. Like, stay. <laughs> like, stay and hang out, right? Like, okay. There's but so anyway. much content on Patreon. So you absolutely much. cannot get through it in seven days. Unless you just binge it, which, I mean, good for you. But I wouldn't want to listen to us for, for seven days I don't straight like that. you need to bathe. You need to work. You need to check on your dog and yeah. your cat and the bird. Yeah, you but... You can't do it like that. What I do recommend is going on over for our summer reading series, because the book, as voted by our Patreon subscribers that we are breaking down this summer, and this is going to be an annual thing, guys. So every summer, we're going to pick a book about Michael or the Jacksons, we are going to read the book together as a family. And we are going to talk about the book in a series of episodes, hence the name summer reading series and the book that we have picked this year, or that our Patreon subscribers have chosen this year is Jackson Family Values, Memories of Madness by Margaret Maldonado Jackson. And I really hate putting Jackson on the end of her name because she was actually not actually married to a Jackson on paper. But she is the ex-common-law wife of Jermaine Jackson. She has two children with Jermaine and they were together for eight years. So I want to ask user one because... At this point, we have gone through the first half of the book on Patreon. So if you guys want to come over for your seven-day free trial, you still have the opportunity to read the book and catch up on the episodes. We've got three episodes out right now. User one, tell the people what they can expect in this summer reading series. Drama. It's a lot of drama. (laughs) Chaos. It's a lot of chaos. It's a lot of throwing people under the bus. Now, if, if people who have nothing to do with her personal choices in decisions to be with a specific family member everyone else gets roped into this thing so it's a lot going on if you've not read this book i would recommend you first getting the book mm-hmm. and reading it catching up read along it'll make the listening of the episodes in the series much more enjoyable for you because you'll be like oh yeah I remember that part, and oh, well, I don't necessarily agree what you guys are saying here, or maybe this is a different perspective, but it's a lot to kind of inhale, and again, this was not chosen by the users. This was chosen by the Patreon community, and the re- why do you think, like? and we haven't asked this in Patreon, so I asked this out loud in, in this episode, why do you think this was the choice? Why do you think fans are so interested in this mess? It's a mess. Yeah, I mean... My personal opinion, I was okay. so I gave I gave the options in Patreon and this was overwhelmingly the choice uh, from the poll that we did. And let me tell you guys, I was hoping this was going to be the book because it is so messy. There are so many allegations and so much information about the Jacksons as told by somebody, quote, from the inside that I think people are fascinated because it all seems so It seems fake real, if that makes any sense. Like, it's like all of these things couldn't have possibly happened to you and you still stayed in this in this in this thing. Right. But also, I don't think she's lying, but she's telling all the business. It's like watching a train wreck. You know, it's going to be bad, but you can't turn away. And I also think that people just like to know what we think about some of the stupid stuff, the stupid information that (laughs) that comes across. So I really think that's why this book was chosen. But whatever reason it was, listen, we are three episodes in already. Our first three episodes cover the first eight chapters of the book. So like I said, this is an easy read. User one, would you agree this is an easy read? Oh, yeah, this is an easy read. It's it's, a quick read. And it's captivating. It's gonna it's gonna draw you in. So check it out, definitely and read it. Catch up, join Patreon, join the, the conversation over there. We'll see you over there. Yeah, I'm excited. Summer reading series, Memories of Madness by Margaret Maldonado. All right, user one, I am excited. We are about to jump into today's episode. And let me preface today's episode by saying this. User two, as you guys know, is off in Politiland, land, politic land, Joe Biden world, trying to ensure that, A, we get our student loans forgiven. And B, Joe Biden is reelected as president of the United States in 2024. Therefore, as you guys have probably noticed, she is not, she's not been on our last few episodes and we miss our little bookie Bay, and we love her. She will be back as soon as she can, but what user one and I have decided to do In the mean in-between time is have a series of co-hosts, guest co-hosts on our episodes going forward. So I am really excited about today's episode and I'm really excited about our guest co-host user one. You want to tell them who it is? It will be my honor and pleasure to say that we are joined again on this episode by a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast. MJ fangirl that's who you guys know her as MJ fangirl on all her handles and I I know we've got a list and we're gonna make sure you guys know where to go to follow and link with her so that if you don't know who she is you can go ahead and start eating up all the wonderful content she has she provides such a unique perspective on Michael she gives you something totally different it's so genuine and heartfelt I love her stuff when we started this podcast she was the only other black content creator we saw out there and we were certainly galvanized and inspired by what she was doing and what she was bringing to the conversation we became friends we connected we've had her on past episodes if you haven't heard her on our past episodes go back there's an episode we'll link it she was on the episode she was on a round table about the i think it's the event maybe it was the invincible timeline I don't know. It was either the Invincible Timeline, 30th anniversary. Yeah, I think it was the Invincible Timeline is what it was. Either way, we'll link you back um, so that you can check that out as well. We absolutely love chopping it up with her. She is a joy to talk to um, and just a beautiful soul. She's a recent mother, a new mom, and she is now living in the sunny state of California by way of New York. (laughs) (laughs) and we were just we're so excited to talk to her and we have nothing but love and respect for her and i think you guys are really going to enjoy the conversation yeah absolutely so on this episode with mj fangirl we are going to be discussing the jackson family honors tv special that was in the 90s. And as a companion to this podcast, MJ Fangirl actually is releasing a reaction video to the Jackson Family Honors on her YouTube channel. You can find her over on YouTube at MJ Fangirl TV. She is also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as MJ Fangirl Blog. She shares reaction videos events and travel vlogs as well as merchandise reviews to her subscribers on all of her social media platforms so without further ado we are going to jump into our episode featuring the one and only MJ fangirl welcome to another episode of the Black Jackson estate podcast I am user 1.5 and I am joined today by user one user one, how you doing? I am fantastic. Hello Michael Jackson fan community, music lovers, black music lovers, American music lovers, world music lovers because Michael's global. Thanks for for joining us today. I'm I'm happy to be here. Awesome user one. Now listen, we are recording this at a very special time. What are you sipping on this afternoon? I'm having some tea um mm-hmm. I, I misgaged the a c it got really cold in here. I turned it down and I just went a little too far and so now it's Arctic around here, so you know I'm trying to trying to just get get warm again, having some tea you know like a like a uh like our friends in in europe like to do and in Britain like to drink tea in the afternoon that was that was very I'm showing them love because... Okay, is that what you're doing? Yeah. You, know, you and Ashley like to talk about the European yeah, fans really we'd pretty really we for them next, so I'm just showing them some love. <laughs> well, I too am sipping on tea. And just like we're going to sip on the tea in this episode, I am enjoying it and I can't wait. Guys, listen, we are excited because, as you know, if you've been following our podcast, user 2, Ashley Blue, is lost in political land. And she is desperately trying with all of her might to make sure that Joe Biden and the Democrats are victorious in 2024. So she had to take a break from the podcast to focus on the politics of the United States. So we have a very special co-host on today. She is no stranger to the Michael Jackson fan community or to the Black Jackson Estate podcast. We had her on before for a roundtable, and we are so excited to have her again. It is MJ Fangirl. MJ Fangirl, are you there? How are you?
2: Hi, hello, and um, good morning for me, (laughs) since I'm recording from uh, California. Hi, I'm super excited to be on.
0: We're so excited to have you on. When we were thinking about guest co-hosts, I was like, we have to ask MJ Fangirl because... Oh my gosh, I'm just, you have so much Michael knowledge, but you also are a huge, huge Michael Jackson fan, and your blog is absolutely phenomenal. We are so happy to have you on. Thank you for accepting our invitation. And we're excited to unpack this episode with you, honey.
2: Yes, this is something that I feel like never gets talked about. So, the fact that I get to be on here and chat it up with you ladies and reminisce on this special topic. It's um it's gonna be awesome.
0: It is gonna be awesome. And speaking of awesome, let's talk, let me tell you guys a little bit about MJ Fangirl, just in case you don't know who she is. MJ Fangirl is a lifelong fan who discovered Michael Jackson after being introduced to his music by her father as a child. MJ Fangirl was created in 2011 as a written blog and a way to archive her memories and experiences as a fan, but has since grown into a multifaceted brand dedicated to Michael Jackson fans. On her YouTube channel, MJ Fangirl TV, she shares reaction videos, event and travel vlogs, as well as merchandise reviews and more with her audience of over thirty-seven thousand subscribers. You can find her on YouTube. Her channel name is MJ Fangirl TV. Also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at MJ Fangirl Blog. Now, MJ Fangirl, I have to ask you a fangirl question: What I know it's hard. It's like picking your favorite child. But what are some of your favorite pieces that you have in your collections? And what are some of the favorite, like your favorite videos that you've created for your YouTube channel?
2: Oh, that's a good one. So in terms of merchandise, I really love my Jackson's Satin Victory Tour jacket. That's got to be one of my f- favorites. Um, I also have an Invincible poster. It's like an Invincible um It's a Sony Music promo poster. I I believe it's from Sony Singapore, actually. And it hangs up on my wall uh, in the Michael Jackson room here where I do all the filming. And I have so many, but I'm going to name two more things, okay? I'm just like looking around. Okay, so I have a Moonwalker poster, which is an original VHS poster. uh, Nice. Yeah, and I got that on eBay while I was in high school. It was like one of my first eBay purchases. And that's also up... In my videos, you'll see that it's part of my background. And the last thing I want to talk about is this Michael Jackson Smooth Criminal statue. It was released last year, and it's so cool. Like, literally, um, I just moved um, a couple months back, and every time a you know like a delivery worker or somebody that was in here to fix something or set something up was in here, they all were like, "Man, that Michael Jackson statue is cool." So, in terms of like merch, those are like my favorite things. And my favorite video, hands down, has got to be the the Brazil video where I visited this, the uh, filming location mm-hmm. for They Don't Care mm-hmm. About Us. I watched that one. That yeah, was that
0: was cute. a good video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, thank you. I mean, that, that really, um, not only was it um, inspiring to me to be somewhere where Michael Jackson was and filmed such an iconic video, I'd also was very uh, big for my channel and it kind of catapulted my channel that was like my first viral video, so mm, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, very well deserved too. And and let me say, when we first started this podcast, we we knew the MJ Cast was out there, and they were very instrumental in in us kind of looking to kind of understand the landscape of Michael content creators. But very quickly, Ashley and I found your content, so this is very different from the MJ Cast because this is we we're like here's a black woman who's celebrating michael and we saw you doing it almost singularly in a space where there was not you were really the only one yeah. um that we could find you know and we were really inspired by that And we were like okay bet she's got this thing going over here we're gonna try this thing over here you know like captain planet by our powers combined like we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna like create this thing and so you were you were very inspiring to us and we saw what you were doing and we immediately picked up on it and, you know, started watching your things and engaging you or following you on on uh, Twitter and, and certain things. So I want to say thank you because sometimes you, you have to see someone else, right? We knew there was this space where there was not a lot of Black content creators talking about literally the biggest music star entertainer in the last, what? In, in our lifetime, in the last hundred yeah. years, whatever, however you want to look at this. And we thought that was such an injustice um, because that there's a perspective obviously missing. So seeing you be in that space almost singularly, we were like, okay, there's there's room here and we can help be a part of, you know, expanding what it means to talk about this artist and this, this, this human that existed. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing because you never know who you're inspiring, you know, and that's the thing about people who create or anything you do in life, honestly, you just never know who's watching and who's gonna say, because I saw you, I dared to do this other thing. Right. So thank you so much for for being out here and for creating this content. If you were to stop tomorrow, you've given so much already to the history and the legacy of Michael Jackson. And um I just wanted to give you your flowers while we got you back on the podcast.
2: Thank no, thank you. That means a lot. And like that was actually one of my motivations when I when I was looking at YouTube and and just con- the content space in general, I was like, wow, there are literally no Black Americans, Black people at all talking about Michael like that I could mm-hmm. find. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to be, I want to, yeah, I want to share, um, you know, my, my experience with him um, from the Black perspective. And I'm so glad that you ladies are doing this podcast because it really is important um, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of times our voice as like the black community gets lost when it, when uh, we we talk about Michael Jackson, because I don't know why that is, but it, it almost like fades into the background. And I'm glad to see that you ladies are helping to br- bring our perspective back into the forefront. So. I'm here yeah, for absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, listen, we we're gonna we're gonna support one another. And that's just a fact. But the, the reality is that you you have been so instrumental. So we're so glad you're you're here today. We're glad that you're creating your content. And of course, if someone's listening to this podcast and they have not, they don't know who you are, I would be shocked. uh Where but have course, they been?
1: <laughs> of course we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna link
0: all your stuff in the show notes, but uh certainly thank you again for for what you do. It is it is seen and it is appreciated. absolutely yes ma'am yes ma'am well now we are going to combine our powers like you sir once (laughs) we're going to captain what what were the things earth fire girl all the elements you know all the elements anyway (laughs) captain listen I used to watch that show faithfully, but that's that that's, an, that's another podcast and another time. Anyway, so we're going to combine our powers today, though, and we are going to be dis- discussing. Y'all can't guess. Y'all don't even know what we're going to talk about. We are going to be talking about the Jackson Family Honors TV special. So user one, I'm going to start with you. How excited are you to talk about the Jackson Family Honors today? I'm I'm excited to hear MJ Fangirl's perspective because I now here's here's some behind the scenes for y'all. So this is all user 1.5's thing. So if you hate it, you can add Raina LaToya, her on Twitter, and you can tell her all about how you really hate that she brought this up. You love you. to throw me under the bus. <laughs> and I would really just like to point that out. I asked you if you were excited and you just immediately proceeded yeah, to throw me. I want to the- clear myself. You know, I want to get myself clear <laughs> because sometimes it's me that they're coming after. I want to be clear about who they should go. After, so, But no, I-, I thought it was an inch. I, I want to hear what MJ fangirl has to say about it because I thought it was when you first brought it up you were like hey let's talk about the Jackson family honors like it was an immediate feeling of dread because I knew like MJ fanger I was I was the I was the kid in high school eBay and Michael stuff too I've been a fan so long and so this is you know YouTube has been out for forever at this point it feels like this was something that I came to know of And I didn't like it. I remember the first time I watched it. Um, And then I came to learn of kind of the behind the scenes and then the aftermath. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is actually, I don't know that the skills balance out for good here. It it feels like the skill kind of goes the other way. So I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about the good, I guess, the bad and the ugly. And so, and to hear kind of, you know, you guys and what you think about the the program I've actually got it playing on the tv right now it's just mute it um because it's a two-hour special um
2: (laughs) I was actually like that that's actually a good idea maybe I should turn on the background too
0: (laughs) yeah I got it on and I'm just like wow this is truly something um so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was my reaction wow this is something yeah yeah absolutely yeah, listen, we are a teaching podcast and so we are going to talk we are going to go places where no one else wants to go, okay? So MJ Finger, what did you think about the Jackson family honors talking about that? Now, I pitched to you a couple of different things and this is the one that you chose. So, I'm really interested to hear what you think about talking about this show today.
2: Yes. And so I want to first say um that to your point that, you know, your, your podcast is a teaching podcast. And I also feel like whenever I do content, I always feel like I like to teach and learn at the same time. And I did not know much about the Jackson family honors. Um, I knew of it. I had seen compilation videos of like just Michael's parts and i had seen videos of people like referencing this but i had never really known any of the background of it or the, or the story or even how it came to be so i was i picked this because i was really excited to learn about it and i really thought that it was cool because like i said um you know this is something that has flown under the radar for a lot of people and i think it's going to be a fun discussion because uh we're going to be going through some things that um that, that I learned for the first time in, in um, you know, seeing some of the research that was gathered. And also, we're just going to, I guess, get into um, the Jackson family as how they were being perceived at that time. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited too. I- And now I'm not going to lie. So I came up with this concept and we always, so, so MJ Fangirl. you can attest to this as a content creator, you're always thinking about new content, right? What can we do? And sometimes you have it in a, you know, a file or a document, you just keep it tucked away so that when the time is right, you can use that and create content with it. Right. So I was reading Margaret Maldonado's book. Okay. Which we are going to unpack in our June summer reading series on Patreon. So stay tuned for that, guys. And I, I read Jackson Family Honors, and I was like, "What is that?" So I had seen bits of it, but I was like, "Okay, so what does she think about it?" And then I started reading about Jermaine's input on it, and I was like, "You know what? This would be a good episode because I truly have forgotten about the Jackson Family Honors, other than the few clips I had seen, and honestly, I've never, i never watched the entire show." And so that's kind of how I came up with it. Listen, it's going to be a good show, so stay tuned. Because we're about to go in. All right. So let's start with the conception of the Jackson family honors. So this show was the brainchild of Jermaine Jackson in 1993. And in Margaret Maldonado's book, Jackson Family Values, Memories of Madness, she says about the Jackson family honors, quote, While I had been peddling projects around Hollywood, Jermaine had been trying to do the same. His goal was to become a big-time producer and director. The development executives at NBC took a liking to a show called Jackson Family Honors. Jermaine's concept was simple enough. He would put on a two-hour primetime special that would basically be a Jackson's award show. The honorees, the Jackson family. As crazy as that sounds, the idea was to have a Jackson show that patted the family on the back. That was the original concept NBC sent into development with the ultimate sale hinging on an appearance by Michael. Now, we're going to get into that a little bit later. But my first question to you, ladies, before we even jump into what the show was about and what was happening was, was this a good idea?
2: Uh, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so i mean because i mean it's kind of faded into the oblivion like like okay there are certain things that people will remember forever like motown 25 even if we didn't have youtube people would be talking about it we'd be trying to round around to find video of that iconic performance of the moonwalk and all that and the jacksons coming together but no one ever talks about Mm -hmm. jackson family (laughs) honors and and i'm being honest like I've talked to my dad about so many different moments in Jackson history because he's a fan as well. And not once has he ever mentioned this show. And I think when I mentioned this show to him, he was like, oh, but Michael wasn't even on that. So I don't even even remember what that was. (laughs) 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 I don't think it was a great idea. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah I think you I think you might have hit the nail on the head I knew it wasn't a bad uh, it was a bad idea when you said it was the brainchild of Jermaine Jackson in 1993 and I'll tell you why. no oh, you stay coming for Jermaine I, I'm not because I love Jermaine but by 1993 his career as a musician um and as a whatever uh, that was that was over That was over. And he also, I mean, why NBC? Clearly everything hinged on Michael because they had no reason to believe Jermaine could pull this off. He has literally no background in putting together an event like this or anything like that. And if NBC had done their own due diligence, they would have remembered that the last time the Jacksons did something big together, it was the victory tour. And that was a hot mess behind the scenes and but financially was on for the, the people, door. right. But it bankrupt the guy who bankrolled it. He had to, that's the guy that ended up having to sell the, um, the the Patriots, you know, have to sell the football team because he had backed this situation. So like, I mean, like, yeah, it was a bad idea. NBC. I don't feel bad for them. Sounds like they got got because they decided to say, Oh, Michael, 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 but Michael's not even the one pitching it. It's Jermaine. So it feels like, the tea leaves, the die was already cast or as, as as they say, I think the die had been cast at the point that Jermaine had tried to sell this out. But I think what MJ Fanger said is absolutely correct. Like it's not something people remember. So that kind of when you look, you know, when you look back, you go, was it a bad idea? Well, if no one remembers it and no one <laughs> talks about it or when someone <laughs> does talk about it, it's kind of more negative than positive. Then you go. The evidence suggests that it was really a bad idea.
2: (laughs) The evidence. I want to actually also add something. A reason why I think maybe um, NBC hopped on this is because, okay, so Margaret Maldonado, and this is, I learned this recently Margaret Maldonado and Jermaine actually were the ones, I think the executive produced the Jackson's American Dream like two years before that, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: that was pretty successful, I believe. From You're what right I, mm-hmm.
0: you know, for who was that with ABC?
2: It. Who was that yeah, with I think,
0: was ABC? I think that was ABC. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. So they probably were like, oh, here's another awesome mm-hmm. idea. The, mm-hmm. the uh, miniseries did really well. Maybe we could get some of that. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: they tried.
2: <laughs> yeah, they tried. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah well, that's a
0: good theory. I actually I hadn't thought about that. yet. that makes a lot of sense. That maybe they said, okay, well, this was successful. Maybe we can duplicate that. It, you know, from from <laughs> from this angle. Yeah, makes sense. Well, and so for me, the where we start to go downhill is that they wanted that Jermaine wanted this to be a Jackson family awards show for the Jackson family. Like how I understand that they are not probably. I was going to say probably they are one of the greatest. American musical families in the world like in America in the world really right the Jacksons are still outperforming today okay I just saw a post with uh, Papa T and Jackie and Terrell out there singing the 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 old songs the old way as Michael used to say right but why did they think people were going to want to watch a family give honors or awards to themselves so i'm glad they kind of pivoted away from them getting the awards but that's kind of where it starts to go downhill for me but we're gonna jump into it okay wait a minute so the original idea was for them to give themselves awards yes that is the dumbest is that was that the original pitch like, that was the original pitch for no, that's that main no. pitch to nbc execs now this is according to margaret Margaret wasn't in the room. Neither were we. So it could be true or it could be like Latoya's book, mostly false. But that was what Margaret says the original picture Why, So what, what, okay, let's just, let's just flesh this out a little bit. What award were we going to give to Tito? Best Guitars.
2: Best Guitars. I was just going to say that. <laughs> or or the, the Innovators Award. Because he okay, was okay, really okay. the one that um <laughs> jumped off.
0: Okay, yeah. well, let's keep going there. Okay, Rebe. Reeby. Oh, okay. Uh Centipede. Uh let's see. Best <laughs> best
2: dance. dance
0: track. Oh. Okay, dance track. Okay. I thought you say best dancer. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what? Latoya wasn't invited, so you don't even need to say her name. Okay. What were we gonna give Marlon? Marlon. Best... Second best dancer. <laughs>
2: uh, best body roll oh
0: he's got the body roll yeah he's got yep. the body. I y'all think- see how we we can't go nowhere with this
2: <laughs> <laughs> i wish that they had like thought of like okay jackson family honors that'd be cool but if they had someone else to host it then they could have given awards to each member or something yeah,
0: yeah. <sighs> that you know and they ended up having Louis, Louis gossett jr who Guyris is so just wonderful, humanitarian and actor. But yeah, I just this just feels like I'm glad that I'm glad there was a hard pivot away from that. Just because I just don't I don't think it would have been received well. A and B, I just think you would have been stretching. Like who who are you about to give Janet and Michael a whole bunch of? I know y'all don't want to do that. I know Jermaine because they already got their awards. And I know Jermaine; <laughs> they already had have their awards Michael a whole bunch of stuff like at this point in time because this is also "Word to the Bad Era," right? So I know. Oh, That's gosh! You love to bring out "Word to the Bad." Don't I'm you? just saying it's it's swirling around this time period, right? it, it is, it is. Mm-hmm. It, but it was a lot happening in '93. Mm-hmm. We could do a whole episode just on '93, '94 and the Jackson family, mm-hmm. but we're gonna jump into it. So the Jackson family honors, of course, like we said, was. Jackson family reunion television special. And it was supposed to be starring Michael Jackson, the Jackson family and celebrity guests as performers. It was a humanitarian event used to raise money for charities, including the Los Angeles earthquake relief charities and the American red cross. And I do believe at this time there had just been a, a, like that year or the year prior, a huge earthquake in LA that caused a lot of damage and a lot of people were displaced. So they kind of put that charity to the to the forefront when they were billing this event. It was filmed February 19th, 1994 at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas and it was broadcast about four or five days later on February 22nd, 1994 on NBC. Isn't that where we stayed last time we were in Vegas? MGM Grand. No, we stayed at the MGM park. The grand was across the street from the park. Mm -hmm. It's on the end of the strip. If you've ever been to Las Vegas, it was the hope that the Jackson family, uh, along with Gary Smith, who was the producer that NBC would make this a yearly television special. And it was originally supposed to take place on December or in December, excuse me, of 1993. Before the show, a week before the show, ticket prices dropped from $200 to $350 down to $50 to $150 due to lagging sales. And some of the tickets actually ended up being free on the day of the show to the MGM employees and their family. So, ladies, let's talk about those few facts before we jump into the content of the Jackson family honors show yearly television special.
2: Uh, I just don't, I don't understand where that. I don't understand where they would think that that would be like something that people would want to watch every year. To me, that's like a once every five or 10 years type of idea. Or once in a
0: lifetime, just once. (laughs) Right, right.
2: Just (laughs) once, right. (laughs) Just Once,
0: um, I mean, they were they were pretty optimistic. It sounds like about the show. I don't know. Like, I would love to know what Jermaine said. Like, what was happening in that that pre production pitch meeting? Girl, he's got the gift to gab. Apparently, like, what did but he say to these he's, people? He's got it. But th- so it was going to be yearly, and it was going to be a yearly renewal of this humanitarian. Like, it was all supposed to be a ch- uh, all charity event, and they were going to honor different people and raise funds for for charity. And that again, still not needed from them. Um, because I, I mean, the, the assumption would also be again, that what Jermaine and the family is going to perform, but if Michael never performs, this is not going anywhere anyways, because and Janet's not going to continue to come out and do this. I just, uh, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. That wasn't no.
2: I mean, I'm surprised to hear that, um, the tickets people weren't interested. I mean, I would I mean I I'm thinking back to that time and I always thought that people would love to go see the Jacksons especially for well I mean I'm looking at the the price and I guess with inflation you know I don't know how much that would be the 350 back then uh but maybe uh, it would be quite pricey so I guess I understand it in that regard but but yeah I'm surprised that people wouldn't want to just sit and be in the audience maybe it wasn't like maybe the angle wasn't like Correct, like the way that they, they marketed this to people.
0: Yeah. And so, so well, well, it was it that once the tickets, the tickets were the event was promoted prior to the allegations. So that and that's what that's what I was gonna say, MJ Fangirl is a really good comment that you just made because so first of all, I just Googled it. Um so $350 in 1990 is the equivalent of $812 today. So if you go up to ninety three, so it's about the same. It's only a three year difference. Yeah. So you're talking about eight hundred on the high end today. That's those Beyonce tickets, okay? Right. Um, um, <laughs> 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 really, those are Beyonce tickets. Um, but at this time, so it's it's important that we remember the timeline. So Michael Jackson's Dangerous album dropped in. 92, right? And he goes on tour in 93. Then we have the allegations in what well, it was halfway through the year, right? It was somewhere around June, July, something like that, where we had the first set of allegations. And then Michael goes, he cancels the tour and goes to rehab. So all of this happens in 1993. So by the time 1994 rolls around, Michael Jackson has not been seen by the public in months. His tour was canceled and he is trying to trying to I don't want to say rehab his life cuz <laughs> but he's trying to piece his life back together because I can imagine it was a life-shattering event, right? Those initial allegations in 90 in 93 that made him shut his entire world tour down. So this is the first time the public would have been seeing Michael, and I'm sure as today it was some polarizing feelings. About Michael Jackson, some people loved him and supported him, and some people thought he was a pedophile. Right, so maybe that has something to do with the the ticket sales. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, that had to. I mean, so yeah, Dangerous comes out in '91. The allegations hit in August of '93. Now he's supposed to appear in December of '93. We know he has to get checked into rehab. And honestly, I mean, who would who would want to go do something like this in the midst of your personal struggles, right? And that's again on the heels of the album release, and he was promoting the album. He was touring. He had his own business dealings and stuff like that. I mean, he had the L.A. Gear sneak, um, he had his own stuff going on.
1: Yeah. Period.
0: You know, and this was really to help his family. I mean, once again, to help his family, and be- at the request of his mother and Jermaine. But you know, this wasn't his. This wasn't his thing. Um, so I think by December, he's like, I can't like. You can understand him backing out in December. He recommits and comes and does it in February. And I think that once the allegations hit, I definitely think that impacted their ability to get people's interest um, outside of really hardcore fans. And again, now you need hardcore fans in LA, in the United States. They could get there. Not in the Vegas. International, yeah. Well, yeah, in Vegas, not the mm-hmm. international community, right? You're talking about the local... The, <laughs> the local yokels you know what i mean you need just regular americans to come to this thing and i think that he was just radioactive at that point and no one's showing up no offense to see the jackson five or to see rebe or you know latoya wasn't invited well they thought so they thought and so janet becomes sale. the draw like janet now becomes the, janet she, and michael become yeah. the draw yeah. per like, usual Yeah. yeah
2: no i was just gonna say that um i'm just thinking myself like if i was uh, fan back then and I could get there I don't think I would want even as a Jackson family fan I don't think I would want to go unless something specific was being promoted like a Jackson 5 original medley or you know like Michael's performance like I don't think I would want to sit there just to see them you know because at that point I mean you could just go to a regular awards show and perhaps maybe see one of the Jacksons you don't have to go to their special show so maybe that was. Girl,
0: they won't get invited to no war shows, honey. You know, it was Michael <laughs> and Jan only.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, MJ
0: Fanger. I, I think I yeah. agree. Like if and they didn't even perform as a group as the Jackson five on this show. Like and I guess that's again hinges on Michael saying I'm not performing, but like y'all couldn't even get him to to do a little ABC. One, two, three. I want you back. And he told y'all at Victory he was done with y'all and He he met that thing up until the thirtieth so, anniversary. He met yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. tough, it's a tough sale, right? Like, even as a fan, why do you want to go to this show? Why do you want to spend what is today the equivalent of eight hundred or nine hundred dollars to see what ultimately people saw? I mean, I would be pissed if I, if I spent my money because you got to buy your ticket, you got to get to Vegas, you got to stay in Vegas, probably unless you are a local right so you spent you know a nice bit of money on this event and probably expecting to see Michael perform and then he doesn't like
2: yeah yeah and like you said it's it's giving Beyonce tickets um and <laughs> right. at least with that you would have gotten the full show performance for 9 right
0: <laughs> mhm yeah yeah y'all say out there making money y'all she making money
2: all right let's jump into let's let's go
0: You know, back to a positive place. And we're going to talk about the awards that were given out that night. So very predictably, let's be honest, Barry Gordy received an award and Elizabeth Taylor received an award at this award show. Barry Gordy received a Lifetime Achievement Award for founding Motown and so rightfully deserved. That man deserves every flower we can give him while he's on this side. And then Elizabeth Taylor received a Lifetime Achievement Award for her work on behalf of AIDS patients and AIDS charities. So, ladies, was this the right call for the awards? Should we have given awards out at this show at all? Yeah, I think you got to give something. Well, I want to be a little messy. So they said, I was reading somewhere. I don't know. Who cares? They said Joe was all smiles the whole show. Happy. grinning, Until...
2: Here, the we, go.
0: Gordy. Here oh. we go. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, come go. on now. <laughs> Here we go. Really? Y'all Dead. love to make that man a villain. I tell Dead. you something. <laughs> there, he got stone faced when Barry Gordy got up to accept his word. Maybe or, he you was, know thinking about something, or he he was not, nah, you, know, you he, don't know him, what that man, man was doing. Well, you know, Barry Gordy talks about in his book how he felt Joe was the reason, Joe was the instigator of the J5 leaving Motown, and Joe was the problem. And so that you we know they had bad blood, like, and if you believe the scenes in the Jackson family, Jackson's an American dream when he's when, um the actor who plays Joe says, you know, it's my blood running through your veins, you know, not, not Barry Gordy's and, you know, Barry Gordy ain't going to be satisfied. to so one of my kids calling him daddy, if you believe all these things, which I have no reason to not, then <laughs> these were not, men. <laughs> these were not men who <laughs> had warm, fuzzy feelings towards one another. And so, uh, yeah, that was the, that was what they said had happened. And I think I can believe it, that 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 probably happened. But yeah, Barry Gordy w- absolutely was deserving. How, Elizabeth Taylor getting an award is all Michael. We know That's that. Michael. You yeah. know, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. It seemed a little out of place, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I I agree that it was a little out of place. I think the Barry Gordy thing makes sense. And I feel like perhaps Elizabeth Taylor getting an award was just something Michael threw in and was like, oh, I'd love to give one to her. And they were like, okay, we need him to show up. So let's let's, you know, let's do it. Not saying that he wouldn't have shown up, but that's another incentive for him to be there if his his dear friend is getting that award. I kind of thought it would have been cooler if they had to, like in my mind, it would have been cool if they had honored like other artists that had inspired their family, like James Brown really? or I don't, yeah. yeah, James Brown. Like what that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, like,
0: Sly in the Family Stone up there. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, that actually, that, that would have been much better than, I mean, like I said, Barry already deserves his flowers. But mm-hmm.
2: it would have made more sense, yeah,
0: to say mm-hmm. these people inspired us and we want to recognize them for their contribution.
2: And they could have done, like, see, I actually, now I'm, like, thinking of what I would have liked to see. If they had honored, for example... Okay, that's cool. They let's say they honor Barry Gordy. They could have done like a little Motown medley, like throw it back to like mm-hmm. the Jackson's um mm-hmm. their CBS TV show where they used to like do covers of people's songs. That would have been cool. Mhm.
0: Yeah, this I'm just shaking my head because it was just it was it was an idea that doesn't feel like it was fully fleshed out, but it came to be. Like there was it was executed but maybe not in a way that it would have left a lasting impact right it's kind of like the gag joke of awards like if you if, if you were to show this to someone who's not who's just a music fan not necessarily a this big jackson family fan or michael fan i just don't think it'd get any positive feedback or 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 much if it if it gets any it's almost like embarrassing um, and I hate to say it like that, y'all, but it's almost embarrassing looking back at it years later Like, what in the world, who thought of it is Jermaine, Jermaine, <laughs> bless his heart. He uh, was trying. I, I think he had the idea. I don't think like you said, I don't think he ever fleshed it out and I don't think he had any help fleshing it out. I think he was just like, I'm gonna ask everybody, everybody that I know some people owe me a favor. And then of course he was going to perform. So, right. I, I mean, that was it for him. He was going to perform. He was happy. Yeah, you know? and he looked great jermaine looked really good he did he I really did did, did you, what What did you think mj fangirl
2: oh yeah no i agree i think he looked great i mean honestly i thought uh, everyone in the family looked great um mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a good look for everyone it's just the idea definitely needed some outside help to get like outside of people who are interested in the jacksons they need like the mass public to want to mm-hmm. watch this show mm-hmm. right and, and not
0: just y'all this is not joe right. jackson day
2: right exactly mm-hmm. at the house exactly. yeah oh, all joe right jackson guys day. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> y'all know i would
0: love to have been at joe jackson day I? I ain't gonna lie um so let's get into the show and the performers guys we have broken down every performance from this show, so that you don't have to later, unless you just want to go and watch it uh, yourselves. And God, Godspeed if you do. So the show opens with Joseph and Catherine at their house, and Gary doing an interview. This was actually very cute to me. Um, the line that stood out to me was uh, Joe saying, "My intention was to have one child, but somehow we ended up with quite a bit more." <laughs> (laughs) as if he don't know where babies come from. So, you know, that was, it was a really cute interview uh, between the two of them, just talking about the origins of the Jackson family. And then the show pivots into the Michael Peters dancers, dancing Broadway style to a compilation of, can you feel it? ABC, Billie Jean control. What have you done for me lately? I want you back and shake your body. And then the Jackson family is introduced on stage. So that first opening bit, guys, what did you guys think about that? And the Michael Peters dancer. So we all know that Michael Peters was a choreographer for uh, Michael Jackson. And he has a dance troupe called the Michael Peters dancer. So what did you think about including them in the show as well? Had he I passed don't... away yet? Oh, uh... I'm not sure. Let me see when he passed.
2: I, and maybe he was still alive. I really liked that, like the inclusion of them. I was like, oh, it felt like I was watching a Broadway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Theirs was really nice. I thought it was a really nice touch. I liked the opening too with uh, Joe and Catherine. I thought that was, and I did, I thought that was cute when he was like, somehow we ended up with a lot more. That's just, you know homespun. I just really like it. It was cute. Yeah, Joseph is going to be Gary Indiana. Every time I see him, I'm like, these country, they are from the country. I love it. Um, Michael Peters passed away actually in 19, later that year, August 29th, 1994. So he was alive at this time that they Mm -hmm. were performing uh, for the Jackson family honors. Um, The entire Jackson family comes on stage uh, as I just said. And then the first performance of the night is Janet's performance and janet does all right from her rhythm nation album which was written of course by jimmy jam and terry lewis and she does a zoot suit performance which is a throwback to the video if anybody's seen the all right video so guys what did you think about janet's performance she was the first one to perform she also was the first to leave because she did not stay for the rest of the show she left after she performed so how did you guys perceive janet's performance
2: and why do you think she wanted to go on first I liked the performance, um, but I did feel like you couldn't really see her face at times. And I, I don't know. I mean, I know that the All Right costume is very iconic and stuff, but it didn't really feel like I was getting Janet. It felt like I, it almost felt like she was just doing it because she had to, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It didn't feel like the enthusiasm was there.
0: Obligatory. (laughs) <laughs> Obligatory, yeah. And she went first because she wanted to leave. Yeah, you know how when you show up early to a party, that means you're leaving early. That means yeah. you're leaving early. You're not gonna that's leave true. Her the whole time, that's true. Know? That's a black person thing. We all know that if somebody is on time to an event, that means they're not. They staying. are not staying yeah. the whole time. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. she was on time. She was ready to go. Yeah, She did her set, and she left. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with MJ Fangirl when the so Janet said it was another girl that kind of opened when they said Janet Jackson. I thought that was Janet originally, but then it was a dancer, and then it kind of pivots over to Janet doing all right. And of course, she is lip syncing. Like there is this is not a live performance. It's you know she's dancing live, but she's not singing live. It felt yeah very minimal effort. Like I'm here. I'm doing what y'all asked me to do because I'm sure Miss Katie was like, all right, now you got to come. And then she was done. And I was really honestly hoping that she was going to perform more than one
2: more than one song
0: because I was like, where's the rest of the show going if Janet's gone?
2: And I'm surprised that they even had her out there first. Like you would think that they would want to save that at least for the middle of the show. Mm -mm.
0: Janet, you know, Janet was like, listen, I'll do it, but you need to put me on first so I can leave.
2: I don't want (laughs) to be here with you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they probably did. You know, MJ Finger, you're probably right. They, the Jermaine, probably did want to put her on further out, but she probably made that decision. Like, listen, I'm coming, but you're gonna put me on first, and because I have something else to do. Yeah, that's like that um, 2300 Jackson Street video. Wasn't? Didn't she leave too? Before they finished the end scene with all the family sitting there singing, she wasn't in that scene. She came, she did her part, and she left. Janet is that person. Jenna is me. I am her. <laughs> I'm here to do what she asked me to do, but I'm not staying. I wanna her. ask, I wanna ask y'all a question because I think what we're what we're it's it feels heavy. This <laughs> show feels heavy and I'm not, I didn't go and I have nothing to do with it, and it's done and over with. But I think the heaviness, like, what do you guys think about being Michael and Janet and having this? This is constantly on your shoulders this whole everything is always hinging on two people it's nine of y'all you know 11 including mom and dad like do y'all think that they at this point in time they're just tired of that reality they gotta be
2: yeah i mean i think so but i also think that the other siblings were probably tired too because they're probably like well because remember, they they went from, like, all of them being at the top of the world, you know, well, I'll say the Jackson Five, going to meet the Queen, performing in all over the world, in Africa, everywhere. And then now they're kind of like, I feel like they almost were, like, reduced down to having to wait for, like, Michael or mm-hmm. Janet to, mm-hmm. like, pull people in. And I think that that's got to be exhausting for, of course, Michael and Janet, but also for the other siblings that are probably like, come on, hey, like, we're... We're, you know, we're a part of this, too. Like, we're a part of this legacy. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and Jermaine especially. And I know I, I, y'all know I love Jermaine. But Jermaine, being that he was the lead background singer for the Jackson 5 uh, and co-lead at times, I think he felt like, you know, if you look at the boy band formula and you look at, okay, you have a lead and a co-lead. So when the when the band disperses, like, the lead and the co-lead have the best shot of having successful uh, solo careers because they were out front most of the time. I think Jermaine probably felt a little shafted too. Like I, I have great vocal abilities as well, but it's Janet, it's Michael, you know, LaToya (laughs) at this time was getting a lot of attention, but not the good kind of attention. You know, she was with Jack (laughs) and it was a lot of, she was on a, a media tour to, to destroy her family at this point. So she was getting a lot of attention and I'm sure Jermaine was
2: like, listen, I'm here. Hey. Yeah. And he just doesn't get enough credit for like his um, talent. I mean, I think people that were there at the time recognized, but especially like looking back retrospectively, I think people don't really give Jermaine his props for what he brought to the to the Jackson five and to Motown in general. And um, I think that's a shame. And yeah, I think he definitely probably felt that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's not celebrated enough for it. It's, when you have someone who has such an outsized talent, like Michael's like talent is so extraordinary. It It's easy for that person and their gift to eclipse the gifts of others, even though these other people have something to contribute and something that should be recognized. And I think that that definitely happened with all of them. You know, Randy's a, a wonderful writer and a, a wonderful singer. And Tito is super talented. Marlon's a great dancer, you know. Jackie is also another great writer, and he's like a hunk. Like he of all five, like you know, I know we all love Michael, and that's Bay, you know, but Jackie, dear Lord, like the sex appeal, he he you know what I'm saying? Like it was dripping for him, like for above um, uh, oh Lord, them abs. Yes, ma'am, them abs. <laughs> I mean, and and it's funny because I we we when we met them. He was so spoken. I was like, Jackie, you know, next time we're in California, we come to Encino, you know, get some lunch. He was like, I don't live in Encino. I'm in Vegas, baby. And I mean, his voice is just so. He's just like the nicest guy. He's got the sweetest voice. I can imagine the girlies in the '80s over Jackie. Like <laughs> yeah, I can just. That's, isn't it, that right? why Jackie got run over by his wife? The girlies. Stop it. Stop it. The girlies. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're not Uh-oh. doing okay. that. Don't do. We're that. not being messy. Okay. No. Okay. No. no. Well, Paul Abdul. But, well, we know that was a mess. But, I mean, the point being, like, they all, did I miss anybody? No, that's everybody. They all have, like, legit a lot of talent. And Michaels is just so, the star is just so bright. It's very, I, I think there's a, like you like you said, uh, MJ Finger, you kind of feel for them in that space. Because it's like, dang, like, what about us? Um, right. And, and they're not, like- they don't get it.
2: Yeah. I want to add a little story. It's, 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 it's on topic, but it's like a little off topic because it's, it's after Michael passed away and Mike and Jermaine was doing his book signing for the book mm-hmm. that you referenced earlier. Um, What is it called? Um, my, brother's yeah. You're You're alone, not- my brother's keeper. Yeah. You're not alone.
0: My brother's keeper. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Through a brother's eyes or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to that um, book signing with my dad who actually, my dad is like, the same. I think he was born in '57, so like around, you know, around the same age as mm-hmm. the era of the Jacksons. And everybody, of course, because this book was about Michael, and it was right after Michael had passed away, like a year or two after, everyone was going up to Jermaine, um, and they were talking about Michael or referencing Michael, and or not really saying much at all. And he was kind of quiet and subdued. He had his sunglasses on. He just, I didn't. He wasn't very lively, right? And then my dad walks up to him and points to him and starts singing, Let's Get Serious. Jermaine got up from the table, gave my dad a handshake. He was all happy. He's taking pictures and stuff. Wow. <laughs>
0: and I, I,
2: I, I'm telling you, like, he just lit up.
0: Oh, we got to drop I, Let's Get Serious. We do. I'm going to drop, I'm gonna drop
2: it, <laughs> it right here. I'm dropping it. <laughs> And Jermaine lit up and they did the you know, the soul the brother handshake and yeah, it was, it was yeah. a moment. <laughs> and I just I, I think back to that moment because it's like wow, he probably was like, Wow, this is the first time someone's like acknowledging him as an artist yeah. in that event. Yeah. And um so, you know, I know they had gotta have been feeling that in the nineties. Oh, uh, yeah. for sure as well so yeah. yeah
0: that is crazy yeah I mean well, listen you I don't write just, a whole book about that my my, with Michael's picture on the head. cover if you don't want to talk about Michael in your book something. right but I, but I get it right like he's he's like the only way y'all even come in to see my book or whatever is, be, is about Michael right like and yeah I, I'm glad your dad did that because honestly he deserved it yeah. yeah he deserved that moment he doesn't get a lot of them let's just be honest yeah uh, and he actually deserves that moment where somebody says I know you Okay. Wow. yeah, mm-hmm. he, deserved it. he felt acknowledged, he felt seen, and yeah, he probably felt like he was with a kindred spirit with your dad once your dad started singing. Because you know, we love a good, we love a good impromptu concert,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta get your dad on the show, he sounded like fun.
2: <laughs> oh, I know, right? He would love to. We gotta arrange it. I'm still trying Absolutely. to get him back on my channel. <laughs> yeah, tell
0: him he gotta come hang out because we you know we love those sorts of stories. Like people who've been around, who've been fans for a minute, it's just a whole different vibe. Like mm-hmm. uh versus us who are who are younger and we don't have as many we haven't seen the we didn't we didn't see the evolution, but anyway, not getting off topic. Go ahead. All right, so we are gonna jump back into the show. And so after Janet's performance, we have Quincy Jones who comes out and introduces the honorees, and he introduces Barry Gordy. There is a Motown Hitsville USA video montage package that plays. And then we get a Barry Gordy creation, or (laughs) as they're known to the public, ABC, another bad creation. And they perform their hit song, Aisha. Aisha is from the album Cooling It at the Playground, you know. It hit uh, number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 and number six on the Billboard R&B charts. And then Lewis Gossett Jr. comes out, he introduces Paul Rodriguez, and Paul Rodriguez does a comedy performance. Now, ladies, let's talk about another Bad Creations performance. What did you guys think about that performance and about the montage that Quincy Jones introduces that includes the Jacksons and the Jackson 5's um, Motown audition tape, and it also includes a lot of the other Motown acts. So what do you guys think about those two things.
2: I loved the montage. Um, I thought it was really, I thought it was really nice. Um, it included a lot about just like the time period and stuff, and what you know, America, Black America was going through, and how Motown came into play with that. So I, I really enjoyed that. I always love a good montage. And another bad creation. I'm biased because you know this is my namesake song, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> People grew up singing this to me. I grew up singing it back um and so yeah i'll just say i i enjoy the song
0: <laughs> let me tell you something about black girls we love a song that says our name
2: yeah i don't
0: know why yeah but any song where the singers or the rapper gives your name a shout out we all over it listen my name and was a whole out thing yeah in a dmx song <laughs> What, um, what, what is this? with the Cisco song? Latoya? No, you know he was like Latoya, uh d- Natasha. D- what was that song? Uh, is this the Cisco song? What you really want? Who we be? Yeah, I was like, dang! Know. I couldn't get a cute song with Latoya, but I guess it was <laughs> Latoya, so I just I got to I got to take it where I can get it. I guess. Yeah, I think you win it because this one's nice. Normally when they shout out the names, it'd be like mm, this or one's a is good it one. We
2: be? I think it's the one with
0: Cisco. I think it's the one with Cisco. Yeah, because he was like Keisha, Deronda.
2: Is <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> yeah, it was the one with Cisco for sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah no, and this way, I really, just... no, this
2: is like a cute
0: '90s. Like, yes, yeah, I remember yeah. this song from back in the day. I seeing them on the show. I was like, y'all when well, they sing live? They were singing live unfortunately they were singing yeah, live it, and it was it, not was the like, best don't sound good. yeah it <laughs> wasn't their best performance I don't think it was no offense best brothers like I don't know you know no and I yeah. feel like I don't know if you guys caught this but I feel like their set was edited very short did anybody else pick on that like I feel like they kind of faded them out very quickly like they kind of got the song going but they didn't perform the whole song
2: oh I see it was abrupt I'm, yeah. I'm looking- i'm looking at it right now and they walk up and you think they're going to continue to dance and then they just put their hands up and bow and the song's over
0: yeah (laughs) was there yeah but they're a motown act right at the time and so this is obviously maybe barry grady made this a part of his coming on like hey bring my one of my one of our new acts out but yeah i mean i'm glad that they they brought so, so again to go back to what MJ Fanger was saying, if you could kind of reimagine a better show, bringing out younger acts, more contemporary acts that obviously have been influenced by the Jacksons and Jackson family, smart. And maybe if they had brought out maybe one or two more young acts, because I think about like who would be interested at this time. I mean, Michael at one point was for the Dangerous Tour, had TLC opening for him. I believe that was in like South America. And then he had Chris Cross. Or maybe that was Europe. I'm getting it mixed up. But like, yeah, you had Heavy D on the track, Rex in effect. He had enough, you know, to really maybe bring in some younger, a couple younger acts. So I'm glad they made the cut, but more, more would have been nice. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like, like we said, this is Jermaine's brainchild. So I don't even know that Michael had any input because Michael had a lot going on at this time, but they probably should have asked him to pull some strings or maybe Janet. But again, Janet seems like she's just, she just shows up when she's supposed to. And she's like, don't ask me nothing (laughs) outside of what I need to do. But anyway, so we had ABC performing Aisha um, and then. After Paul Rodriguez performs a comedy skit performance, I don't know what you got, a comedy set, which to me felt like a weird placement of a comedy set. But after he performs, then we get what is my favorite performance of the show. And that is Celine Dion. And Miss Celine... Sings the Power of Love, which was originally a 1984 Jennifer Rush song. Uh this song was number 1 on the charts for four consecutive weeks and spent 33 weeks on the Hot 100 charts. This song is hot, Celine is hot, and we get her almost smack dab in the middle of the show. What did you ladies think about Celine's performance and was was she the powerhouse of the
2: night? Oh yeah, I definitely believe she was the powerhouse. I mean, that's the I mean, to me it was a great performance. Celine Dion's also always great. And yeah, I mean, it really stood out. Which is weird because it's like a Jackson family honors show. So you would hope that one of the Jackson performers would show out, performances would show out above that. But to me it was kind of like the highlight of the night.
0: Yeah, it was definitely my favorite performance of the night. She's just, she's just amazing. She's still amazing. So yeah, I'm glad that they had her super glad that she she did this she was I mean she's a beautiful voice and she yeah she stood out above you know the rest and and that is uh, I guess ultimately unfortunate but she can't help she bad you know and Mm -hmm. she 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 did what she came to do Um, and she was singing live she was yeah, she yeah. was singing live. All right. So after Celine, we have an old J5 performance playing of Going Back to Indiana, which is this This section is very sweet. Um, so they are performing "Going Back to Indiana. And then we end up with the Jackson kids. And by Jackson kids, I mean all of the children from all of the brothers. So all of the grandchildren of Joe and Catherine singing and the brothers, along with Rebe, performing 2300 Jackson Street. So look, guys, we knew this song was gonna coming in. We knew it was gonna come in hot. Uh, we have 3T in there, we have Brandy, we've got Ziggy, we've got all of these Jackson children that we know up there performing with their parents, they're answering questions about obviously pre-staged questions about um the time their time in Gary and Then we get a video package of Joe and Kate and the community members talking about the origins of the Jackson Five and what they remember about the kids when they were younger. So let's talk about this section. Let's spend a few minutes on this. Was this song necessary? Twenty three hundred Jackson Street. Is that what the people came to see?
2: Um, I don't believe so. But (laughs) (laughs) but I, but I do. But I thought it was a, a cute moment because the Jackson family is just so large, and to see them and then the next generation I thought that that was really really cool yeah very 90s
0: though the
2: performance yeah looking back at it it's very like very 90s
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and I want to say I believe this is the last time except for the 30th anniversary that Randy did anything with his brothers (laughs) was at this performance because I was like oh Randy's here like literally everybody was there except for Janet Michael And LaToya. And LaToya wasn't invited for reasons that I've already stated earlier. (laughs) She wasn't invited to the show. But this was a very sweet moment um, just to see the next generation of Jacksons. And I was looking hard. I was like, where's 3T? Where's 3T? But everybody was so young, you know, like, and they all look alike. So it was, I was like, well, let me find 3T. But they did end up singing. They didn't do any 3T songs because I don't think 3T was... A big thing in 93 but it was a cute section um so after this performance by the jackson family we have bruce hornsby performing rainbow's cadillac and did anybody know does anybody know who bruce hornsby is
2: i don't actually
0: no i know who i don't yeah, i don't I, know who this man is no <laughs> I so I didn't know who he was either which is why I thought it was a really odd choice for a performance on a national television show but Bruce Hornsby is a songwriter and he performs with a band called the Noisemakers and apparently he is a, he's a pianist And he does folk, rock, jazz, bluegrass, southern rock, country rock, heartland rock. Right. But why was he there? You know, because we still don't know who he is. Why was he there? Do you know? apparently I mean I'm just I don't know why he was there other than maybe Jermaine (laughs) knew he was I just thought it was interesting I was like I don't even know who this man was when I had to I had to figure out what song he was singing first of all and then I had to figure out who in the world Bruce Hornsby is but he's a pianist a songwriter and he is still out performing today with the Noisemakers so they're more of a bluegrass band rock country folk band girl nobody Um, care about them but but now's a good point to say something that i'm when i was reading these articles you you put up here the 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 words you first of all they buried them in the press over this thing then you know in the days after after it aired i mean nothing positive really was said but one thing that kept being repeated and some of this is just because anything with michael gets repeated this but now we might actually have like a reason to say it Bizarre, odd. We you know what in the world like this was like a what in the world sort of program and bruce being there kind of gives credence to that which is why i was asking you like why was he here like yeah. everyone else we could kind of un- understand to some degree like why they were there why is he here
2: it's giving maybe he was a friend of a friend and mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. why they were like mm-hmm. we need one more spot or hey mm-hmm. would you like to take this spot up? I mean yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think yeah. it makes sense to me.
0: It is giving friend of a friend. Yeah, maybe friend of Elizabeth Taylor. I don't I I don't know. I don't know why he was there but he is he is apparently like in the bluegrass community very well known. So maybe they were trying to you know appeal to all genres of music lovers i don't know but he was a great setup for our next performer who is the incomparable jermaine jackson and jermaine performs i am the power celebrate life and jermaine had an entire production during his performance he had background singers Of course, he's playing his bass. He had a full band and dancers. And he gets up there and he has four minutes and and some change of singing his heart out. He was (laughs) the brainchild of this entire event. So it goes uh, without saying that he he had his own solo performance. What did you ladies think about Jermaine Jackson's performance during this show?
2: I I thought it was actually pretty good i mean i wasn't familiar with the song and to be honest with you i'm not even sure if it if that was like from one of his albums or what but i thought it was cool to see him in front of like this big band and um not really big band but you know what i mean like with all the frills and stuff
0: yeah he so i was looking for this song i did not i don't think it was on any of his albums i think this this had a very african feel to it and Jermaine had just come back from a tour of Africa. So maybe that's where his mind was. I don't know. I I, I don't know what Jermaine was doing at this point. But he it was a, really good. He, looked, he looked, great. looked really good. He yeah, he looked good. I like I like I like that he did a set. It, it was, was a solid nice. performance. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah I, I just wish that it honestly this is see this is what I don't understand. Why couldn't he have done like um he could have done like dynamite or, mm-hmm. or tell me, or tell me I'm not dreaming, you know, maybe with, I don't know, Michael, not or like, what else do what you do? Yeah, um, yeah. literally like,
0: anything that we know. Yeah. yeah,
2: like, what did they not get clearance for that? Or like, was a conflict of interest because of Motown? But if that's the case, then he could have done let's get serious. So I don't understand.
0: I don't understand how we have a Jackson family honors and y'all don't perform together. They did perform nope. together. They performed 2300 Mm-mm, Jackson <laughs> Street <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, Michael, and them. why are y'all not performing something together?
2: I agree. And, you know, I wish, you know, it. like there's so many missed opportunities on this show because even if they would have just like, Gone back like i I liked the part where they had the second generation up there, and they were like reflecting back, but like there could have been other moments like that, yeah, where they reflected back on like different tours, or hey, what was your favorite moment or what what song meant the most to you, and they could go into a little performance of it, like why not, especially because you've got Randy there also, so mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just I don't understand mm-hmm. why it didn't contain many songs that we knew even. Mm-mm. No. 2300 Jackson Street, was that even, did it no. even do well at that Mm-mm. time? Mm-mm. Right. Mm-mm. And that
0: was like, that was an app that was, this is 93. So that's their album from like 89. The album didn't do well. They had nothing that, because well, Michael to you, wasn't on it. Okay.
1: The only thing that compares Michael to you did on? okay.
0: That was, that was the the one, the track that did, it did chart, I believe, um on the r&b charts, like pretty high. But yeah, no, this was not an album that was, truly successful yeah I don't know and then why didn't Randy get a set because Randy had Randy and the gypsies that had just come out in like 91 or 92 is oh maybe maybe that was 89 too but still like why didn't we give Randy a set like he's I don't know yeah it's just again so many missed opportunities here and I just don't get why we did Jackson family honors and y'all did not all get on stage together Michael and Janet included and do something so many so many questions that will probably never be answered unless you can uh corner jermaine and ask him but he probably ain't gonna talk (laughs) about it now because he got sued anyway listen we (laughs) are gonna round out this show um the rest of the performances from this show so uh, again we have a barry gordy video tribute okay and then we get gladys knight the Michael P- the Michael Peter dancers and Smokey Robinson doing a Motown medley. So at this point in the show, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, we're beating a dead horse. I know we're we're honoring Barry. Okay, we're gonna keep talking about Motown. Okay, uh, but I actually enjoyed this little bit. Uh, they did a medley of Shop Around, Uptight, Friendship Train, Can't Get Next to You, Ooh Baby Baby, I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, Stop in the Name of Love. Neither one of us wants to be the first to say goodbye. Tears of a clown, heard it through the grapevine. Get ready, here I come, and ain't no mountain high enough. And then Smokey does a solo called Did You Know? And it was a song written specifically for the occasion where he talks about how influential um, Barry Gordy has been to him and his life. And then we get Smokey Robinson introducing... The star of the show, the person we're all here to see, and that is Michael Jackson. So, we're going to spend a little bit of time on Michael's section. Michael gets about a 10 minute standing ovation when he comes out on the stage. And when he finally is able to speak, he says to the audience, Thank you to the fans.
1: Thank you for your prayers, thank you for your loyalty, (laughs) thank you for your love and your friendship. Mr. Gordy has been an important part of
0: our lives. And then he goes into tributes to and an awards presentations for Barry Gordy and Elizabeth Taylor. Ladies, this entire block was probably about 14 minutes that Michael was actually on stage. What did we think about Michael's presentation of the awards and the audience's reaction to Michael when he came out on stage?
2: You know, I think I mean it was nice to see Michael. Um I thought he looked really good. I think that, how can I put this?
0: Girl, just I, say it. You're, you're safe. <laughs> it's a safe space.
2: I don't know. I just feel like when, in this show, people would have wanted to see more from him. And I know that it was a difficult time for him, but I also think that it was kind of like surprising to see the audience. I mean, they were they were pretty much like booing him, weren't they?
0: Yeah, so at... um. <laughs> at one point they were booing I, I don't know if they were booing him or Elizabeth Taylor so at one point Elizabeth Taylor says like Michael's not performing tonight like so y'all can stop yelling he's not going to perform he's not prepared to pr- perform and I really feel like Michael set Elizabeth Taylor up to say that like I feel like Michael was like hey can you let them know that they're not getting no performance from me she and a real she, one. she, and a real she one. she's a good she friend oh, she's a good yeah. friend yeah, we all need an Elizabeth Taylor in that corner, okay? Mm-hmm. And so she knew know. They, that's how they were going to react, of course. Like so I'm like, yeah. I don't know if they're booing her for saying that or if yeah. they were booing Michael. Michael they were was in the him. background giggling.
2: They I were booing thought- him. <laughs> right, and so then he was booing. all giggling.
0: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing <laughs> they were booing in the background. Him. And here's where he should have been ashamed of himself because let me tell you this. <laughs> I think people's expectation when they bought the ticket because this is what was essentially sold to them was that Michael was going to perform. And that's what people were saying in some of the articles. They were like, I bought a ticket because I thought Michael was going to perform. And I, and I bought a ticket because I wanted to support him and, and, you know, let him know. And these are people who are, and this is where I know I'm, I can't give Michael a pass for this because Michael, people paid money. Some some people did. And they paid full ticket price. And their expectation was that you were going to perform. And if you never anticipated performing, you should have been clear. I don't know. I feel like where was the clarity to say, listen, don't promote this as a performance from me because that's not going to happen. And I don't want people spending their money expecting one thing and then you don't get it. Right. Like that's not that's not the performer I am. It made him look bad. Honestly, that's why I got booed. It made you because it makes him look bad. And so, I mean, I would have booed him, too. Like, bro, you're going to have to get me my hundred dollars back. Or whatever I paid. Like, I know you got it.
2: I want a (laughs) refund. (laughs) And, you know, I wonder if people like, but here's another thing. Like, did they really think like I know that they probably thought he was going to perform, but like perform what? Because at that point, this is after the allegations, he's kind of in a, a serious situation here. And I would love to know, like, what the expectation Really was like, did people think he was gonna come out and do Remember the Time or like, like how can he come out and do like? Okay, I get what the point is, and if I was there, I would also feel that same way. Like, I wanted a performance, but it's also like a hard time for him to do like a lighthearted performance because then is the perception that Michael is just not caring about what's going on. Like, I don't know, it's just such a tough situation for him to be in. Mm -hmm.
0: They said he brought Lisa Marie to the show. And this is before they went public, and they got pictures of them. But I think she was still married at this point. But that's that's <laughs> oh, another girl. that's that's other, that's another messy messy show. Um, so the Michael oh. does present these awards to Mr. Gordy and to Elizabeth Taylor, and they and then it becomes almost this glowing. We're behind you, Michael. Uh, speeches from these two so in part Barry Gordy says how time flies just the other day you were a nine-year-old kid auditioning for me now you're the greatest entertainer in the world Michael I believed in you when you were nine I believe in you now and I will never stop believing in you and that to me was a direct correlation to everything that had happened previously with the allegations um, and you know with that whole situation and then Elizabeth Taylor comes up and She says about Michael, Michael is a remarkable human being with a talent beyond comprehension, compassion beyond bounds, and commitment to others beyond compare. So, I mean, this is also a glowing endorsement of Michael Jackson, the person, when these two get up here to accept these awards. And honestly, I don't even know what the awards were. Was it an actual statue or something that they gave him? Does anybody remember? Did he hand them Any? I don't. It was at this point, it was so much chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recall. So then I'm like, did you give, are we giving awards? I don't know. Thankfully, this was the end of the show, okay? And then there's an all-cast encore of If You Only Believe, all of the performers, except for Janet, who had been on stage previously, came out to sing this song. Michael did perform the second verse of the song. Um, He didn't, he was more interested in hanging out with his nieces and nephews on stage, I feel like, than he was actually to perform the song. But he did sing... For you guys, he sung. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess so, that's good enough.
2: <laughs> not really no.
0: <laughs> so now we the show is over, and then we get into the really messy part. Okay, time out before is, you get before you get really messy. Mm-hmm. So Janet was on tour at the time mm-hmm. that this show was aired. So maybe that's why she stopped. She made some time to do this. And so maybe that's why she wanted to go first. I see and what you're trying to. to do. I see what you're trying yeah, to do. I mean, because she did she that's I mean, that's pretty good for her to be on tour and then still show up to this. I see what you're trying to do here.
1: Mm-hmm. And Jenny we'll go. Get with pass. That. We can Jenny go with pass.
0: That. Jen yeah. gets a pass. Jen mm-hmm. always gets a pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but Jermaine don't get no no. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna go to the messy part, and it is the litigation behind. This show, March 31st, 1994, approximately one month after the show aired, Gary Smith, the producer of the show, filed a lawsuit against the Jacksons for fraud and breach of contract. In a 30 page complaint filed on behalf of the production company in LA Superior Court, they alleged that the Jackson family affiliated firms refused to pay an estimated $2 million in outstanding bills. That the family misrepresented information regarding past debts. Uh, There was $69,000 in personal expenditures for wardrobe and room service at the MGM Grand. That Michael failed to pay the production company $110,000 for tickets that he purchased. And the lawsuit named 10 Jackson family members, including Michael Jermaine, who was the executive producer of the show. And they said in a statement, this is a production company. They said, uh, I'm sorry, the producer Smith, he says, never in my entire career have I had to deal with such an unprofessional mess as this. The Jacksons asked me to hire people to work on their show, and now, six weeks later, they refuse to pay them. And frankly, they've been very arrogant about it. This is an extremely difficult step for me to take, but the Jacksons have left me no choice. So, ladies, as we round out our Jackson Family Honors episode, let's talk about the litigation. Were they justified in suing the Jacksons? Because they lost money on this show. They lost one point seven million dollars, according to their lawsuit on this show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Would you have sued?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, that's a lot of money. Uh, uh so they claim they lost what was over a million dollars or something, right? Yes, one point seven million. I mean, that's a lot of money that's on the line. I, yeah, I, I would have definitely sued and especially, but you know, the part that stands out to me is that the, the, um, the gentleman said that, uh, the Jacksons were arrogant about it. Like, what does that mean? Do, were they just like, no, we don't owe you anything. Probably. Like, what, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what Well, that's what Jermaine
0: said. On? He said, y'all picking on us. It's like picking on Jackson season. It's like, <laughs> 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 that's what Jermaine said. He's like, we don't owe you nothing. You have to sue them, right? Because you have to, right? And ultimately, they get a mistrial. They sue, They bring the the charges again. They sue again, and this time they allow. Because I think that in the first trial, the jury agreed that that they were owed some money, but they couldn't agree how to allocate each family member's responsibility. How much? And so it ended up being a mistrial. You have to come to a conclusion here. So they were bringing the charges again or bringing their claims again. And I think ultimately it was resolved and they decided to, uh, you know, you know how that goes. Like, you don't want to keep this thing going. At some point you've spent a lot of money. You just want to resolve it. So I think it ultimately is resolved. I don't think they got any money, but I think that because now I think about other spaces where we know Michael, it was intimated to people or to business people that Michael would appear or perform with the family and contracts were entered into and it didn't happen. That's not an, that's not, this is not the first time we've heard that set of allegations. So I believe that they maybe were misled with not intentionally. Fraud is such a, a, a a specific intent crime. Like you have to have the intent to have someone believe something to their own detriment. And to benefit you. Right. But you know that this is not the reality. I don't know that that's what they were doing. I think they Jermaine maybe thought I can get Michael on board. So he sold it kind of maybe from that perspective and maybe the business people on the other end. I mean, you're you're the big dummy. You listening to what Jermaine got to say. Maybe you should get in contact with Michael's people directly. So, you know, because Jermaine doesn't manage Michael. Jermaine's not Michael's anything other than his brother. And that ain't got nothing to do with business. So you the big boo-boo the fool at that point. (laughs) If you, you know what I mean? If you felt Mm. like, oh, well, you told us Michael, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, But this thing was kind of doomed from the start. Like, I mean, it's just all a mess. Like the charities did not get nowhere near the money they were supposed to get. Um, Right. It it Mm. just became a big mess. Michael stayed at one hotel. Janet stayed at a different hotel. And the family stayed at the the, the MGM. I love them so much. I mean, you just talk about like, you know what I mean? Like Janet, uh, you know, Michael and Janet ain't even. (laughs) They not even hanging out with y'all like that. Like, uh, I mean, this was just a mess. Yeah. And a lot of the production companies uh investment in this show hinged on jermaine's promise that michael was going to perform solo so like you said if michael michael didn't say it then it's not going to happen and i don't know that they understood that at the time i think maybe in 93 i'm trying to think like although i don't know because because latoya was off the rails at this point but i think they thought maybe like oh well he is his brother. So certainly he can get him to perform or certainly he's had this conversation with him. But we know now that we never hang our hat on a promise, right? You need to talk to the person. So they, yeah, they invested a lot of money. And I would love to know what were these $110 in tickets that they claim Michael or 110 excuse me, $1,000 in tickets that they claim Michael purchased and they he didn't pay them back?
2: It's so many
0: questions. I want to see the receipts.
2: Yeah. I mean, tickets. Does he mean the tickets to the event?
0: I have, I have no idea. And then they said they missed the family misrepresented past debts. So I don't know if oh. part of the money went to pay off some things first. Maybe that's how they ended up in the hole. Because I can't imagine. I, well, then they said $69,000 in room services and, and wardrobe. Ah! you know what they were living how in the hog this day yeah. and if you're not from the south and you don't know how in the hog means then google it they were living <laughs> high the hog, and they were just like oh they probably felt like they were back on the victory tour when they had some money coming in and were able to order sixty nine thousand dollars in room service like what is one even ordered
2: to generate that type of bill
0: right champagne kids, and, plumbing, and y'all and- <laughs> Right. Lobster. <laughs> all the kids, they was ordering everything. Them kids was ordering everything. They were like, oh. whatever you want. You guys can eat whatever you want. What's interesting is also like, this was just a whole mess. Financially, it was a mess. The show was a mess. It's a big two th- it's thumbs down on this whole thing. But like Ticketmaster refused to give them half a million dollars in ticket sales because they were like, people are asking for their money back because people paid money for tickets and then pe- some people didn't pay anything at all. Or paid nothing for the seat right next to them. You know what Mm I mean? Like, we can't give, we can't even release this money, quote unquote, to you. We're not going to, matter of fact, because we're not going to come out in the back. You know, we're not going to come out in the red for this either. So it's like every single person who financially had some sort of interest or stake, it becomes a thing. And it's so it's it, it, the the lawsuit is like multi layered. There's so many different entities that become involved, and then of course the Jacksons in their individual capacity. Not all of them: Michael, Joe, Catherine, Jermaine, Tito, Jackie, Randy, and Rebe. Marlin, good good on you. He is not named. He did not get named in that lawsuit, but everyone else does. Good on Janet. Janet's like uh uh-uh, uh, nothing to do with it. So it just became a mess. But I want to I want to read a part of a part of this book, um, Elizabeth and Michael, the Queen of Hollywood and the King of Pop: A Love Story by Donald Bogle. I'm gonna I just want to read this part to you guys and get your feedback. Okay. Okay. So this is about the sh- about this show, obviously. So he writes actually earlier backstage, Elizabeth had tried to persuade Michael to perform using her world famous charms. But also present was Lisa Marie, who put her foot down. Look. He's not going to perform, so you might as well just leave it alone. Elizabeth was not accustomed to being spoken to in this way, especially by a woman young enough to be her daughter. Michael apparently said nothing. Well, you're the boss, I guess, said Taylor to Presley. Then she walked off. So, boom, and boom. (laughs) So, I guess the thing is this since we talked about Michael performing, so it looks like there was a push from someone who would have had a lot of influence over him to get him to actually come out here and perform. And I don't imagine that that, she would have pushed in that way if she wasn't thinking to herself, these people are under the impression based on what, however this has been sold, that you're going to perform and maybe you should go out here and... You know, Lisa Marie said, I got a little weight on me right now, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, because <laughs> I'm doing some things with him that you don't do. Oh, and uh, Lord, okay, and all righty <laughs> What y'all think about that though? That you have these two women who have a lot of influence at this point in his life, um, even in some ways equal to or maybe in surpassing in this moment in time, his mother. And and one singing, he's She's she's really c- coming from the space of like uh, how a woman would treat her man, or you know how someone would treat their significant other. Like, I'm trying to take care of you, and you got the other person going, I love you and I care for you too, but you need to do this. What do, what do you guys think about that and that relate the, the, that interaction that apparently happened allegedly, <laughs> which um, this is a reputable. Author. I believe it. I believe believe it. it? Which I y'all believe think? it. I do because Lisa Marie said in an interview that she felt very protective of Michael and that she wanted to protect him and that she wanted to save him from himself. And if you know anything about uh, women who have that kind of savior complex with men, she did that because Michael probably didn't want to perform. I can't imagine Michael saying, you know what I want to do today? Go out here and perform on this show that my brother had thrown together. Like, I think he I think he didn't want to. He probably voiced that to Lisa Marie and Lisa Marie felt like she needed to be his mouthpiece because he was so soft spoken. And he and she knew that if anybody was going to convince him, it was going to be Elizabeth Taylor or his mother.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me wonder, though, now, if he had said at one point that he was going to perform but then changed his mind, and then Elizabeth Taylor was trying to get him to make good on his promise. And Lisa was like, "I don't care what he promised. This is what he's saying, and this is how he feels today." Like, because, because mm-hmm. I mean, it does make me wonder: How is it possible that all these executives thought that he was going to perform, and then all of a sudden he didn't? Right. Um, because- and put all that money behind mm-hmm. it. Right. And now I'm wondering, like, I need to go back to see when they arranged this show and promised a performance prior to allegations, because if that's the case, maybe that was a promise that was made when he was in a better space. And then when all the allegations and stuff happened, he was like, never mind.
0: Yes. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. did. They arranged the show prior to the allegations. And I'll read this really quickly from uh, Jermaine Jackson's book. So Uh, He says the Jackson Family Honors uh, went ahead and aired February 1994, the MGM Grand. We specifically wanted Oprah Winfrey to host the event as the one person who had given Michael a sympathetic television platform. I don't know about that. Almost one year earlier, it seemed fitting that she would welcome him in on an evening that was all about humanity. We were surprised to hear her decline, saying that she didn't think she would be a good host, but she wished us wished us the best of luck. Now, this is in '94 after the allegations. Oprah was like, "I'm not touching Michael with a ten foot pole." When just a year later in ninety in 1993, remember he she she had done that live interview with him for Whoa. I don't remember ABC maybe. Um, she had done the live interview with him. She was gung ho then, asking him if he was a virgin, who you dating, what's going on, so. This all happened after the allegations when nobody would, (laughs) at least Oprah, was not interested in being associated with Michael Jackson. So I think you're right, MJ Fangirl. I think that maybe he had promised it when he was on tour prior to this, before everything. And then somehow with all the allegations, it just went downhill.
2: Yeah, I mean... I mean, I definitely believe that that uh interaction happened because I could see Lisa Marie trying to be like no i'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that Michael feels comfortable with whatever's going on here tonight mm-hmm.
0: and she's new to the scene too she don't she hasn't she don't know yet right <laughs> she, like yeah. she't been you know when you she's <laughs> like she's at that place when you start dating somebody but you don't know yet so you'd be like hey, <laughs> They are just wonderful. Mm -hmm. They they fine. It's their family. is the problem. Really? Mm -hmm. And then you burn. like, nah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They part of the problem, right? Like she's new to the scene. So the fact that she was able to one up Elizabeth Taylor is actually kind of impressive, but again, She's I know Elizabeth wasn't there. happy with Elizabeth that. I know Elizabeth was there. like, this raggedy hoe. Yeah, <laughs> she got her. I mean, I mean, you think about how long they've been friends and how much Michael adores her, but in this moment, she's not her her opinion is not weightier than little sis that just got on the scene. And you know that 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 that's that's a whole other thing, you know. But I mean, this was a this was I think if you had to rate this, it's a it's a do not recommend, highly unrecommended uh, <laughs> program. But <laughs> but I mean, they said like no one of substance was there, no one from Sony was there, no Hollywood power brokers were there, no movie stars, of course. I mean, like because no, no one of importance was there. Louis Farrakhan was there. Louis Farrakhan was there. Well, that was um, Jermaine. Jermaine, that's Jermaine's thing. You know he was he really was, good friends with Farrakhan's son. Farrakhan Farrakhan has really been ten toes down for Michael in the hardest and most difficult times of his of his life. He just celebrated a birthday not 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 too long ago. I think he's like ninety. Um, but yeah, he was there. I thought that was really interesting. Um, because again, at a time when Michael is everyone is hands off. It does say something when you look at the people who decided to show up, regardless you know, of, of what was being said. Um, we talked about it a little on um, in one of our news segments on Patreon about how um, about Angela Bassett choosing to do the Jackson's an American dream. Although these accusations were swirling and how her team was kind of advising against it, she still chose to do it because she found her why um, and she wasn't going to allow you know all these other things to influence it. So I thought that was also something to kind of remark on for the show, right? It wasn't just about Michael, but everyone could have said like Oprah said, "Uh-uh, no, no thanks. Um I don't want anything to kind of do with this and you know whatever, but you know they still showed up. Quincy Jones still showed up. Louis Gossett Jr., Celine Dion still showed up. Um and I thought that was really nice. Absolutely. So listen guys, we have had an exhaustive, exhaustive discussion <laughs> about the Jackson family honors. I want to close out this discussion by asking you guys a question. And I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds each to answer it. What did the Jackson family honors, if anything, what did it do for the legacy of the Jackson family? MJ Fanger, I'm going to go first and let you have the final word here. Um, okay. What did the Jackson family honors do? positive for the family what did it do for their legacy uh legacy can be positive or negative but what does it do for legacy Mm -hmm. um it's irrelevant it's irrelevant uh to their legacy (laughs) i I mean i think no one thinks on it no one speaks on it we're gonna do so and you know we've done so but i think it it's it's of it it didn't help it didn't hurt thank god I don't think it really hurt. I think it's more of an embarrassing kind of inflection point than it is to have any impact one way or the other. It's more just like embarrassing.
2: Yeah, Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would I would agree with that. I mean, I don't think it really does anything. I mean, I, I'm very neutral on and I think it was one of those things that um, they just they tried to do something. It didn't really hit didn't really stick. And that's that the Jacksons have had many, many memorable moments. And this is just one of the forgettable ones. And I think we can agree that um, everybody has things that just don't work out. And for the Jackson family, I think this was one of them.
0: I agree with the both of you, but I do want to end in a place of joy. That's my thing now. That's therapy Toya talking. Uh, but first I want to say MJ fangirl, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. We really appreciate your input and your knowledge about the Jackson family gracing us and our humble podcast with your presence has been a joy and we really appreciate you. That
2: was so much fun. I loved it. And I want to come back again. This was a lot of fun. So definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, ma'am. We're going to have you back and we're going to, we're going to find something else messy to talk about because this has yeah. been fun, but I do want to end this episode with a quote from Jermaine Jackson's book. You are not alone. Michael through a brother's eyes he says about Michael Jackson on this night when he walked out on stage the entire auditorium gave him a standing ovation that must have lasted beyond 10 minutes it was wonderful to see him on stage looking so revitalized and healthy after all the bullshit he was radiant and happy and that is what we're going to leave you guys with today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We will see you next time.